As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, welcome back to Future Role Model. I am so excited about my partners this holiday season. It's December. And if you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer for this holiday season, look no further because my sponsor for this holiday season is Manscaped. And Manscaped has the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to the below the waist grooming and hygiene products that you're going to love. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. What? Down under, down under. Uh, Manscaped, you know, I'm a woman and a lot of people are like, why are you working with Manscaped? I, I enjoy their products too. If you don't know, everybody's about sanitizing everything these days. And you can use ball wipes to, to wipe your hands. Um, I used them on my face the other day. It just works all over your body. <laughs> and you can also just gift them to men uh, because it's a really nice thing to, you know, tell a guy that you care about how their balls feel and, and how, they're, um, how, they, how they smell. <laughs> oh my god a few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are and i got all of these by the way i tried all of these products they gave me a giant box of these first is their crop preserver ball deodorant the name speaks for itself it's basically like Better than a talcum powder. It doesn't leave any, you know, stuff behind. No trail of <laughs> breadcrumbs. <laughs> the, the Crop Reviver is a ball toner. It's a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven <laughs> with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. The Crop Cleanser is a body wash for your body and can also be used on your hair, which is cool. I, I don't know if I've seen any body washes that really make it so versatile that you can use it on hairs, on your balls, and on your head. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll give you uh, less hair on your on your balls and, and more on your head. I know that's a problem these days for men. Uh, the Crop Mop Ball Wipes. I mean, you just never know when the opportunity is going to strike for you to, to need a ball wipe. You know, might have a guy friend that's like, you know, met a lady tonight, not quite feeling so fresh, and you hand him one of these, and it could change his life. Uh, the Foot Duster is a foot deodorant designed to keep... <laughs> you know, to keep other parts of your body smelling fresh, you would expect. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. I actually used these to trim my nails the other day, and it works great. Th this is non-gender stuff, guys. I mean, except for the balls. The Weed Whacker is a nose and ear hair trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs. Let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. Yes, you can use it. I mean, just be careful. If you're going to use anything on your butt, around your butt i just just be careful there is a another product called the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer which which there's a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology and it helps reduce grooming grooming accidents so you can use that in uh, more sensitive areas and hopefully you won't uh, damage anything 
These formulas are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know their products are legit and safe for everything. With my code NPHSCAPED20, you get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether it's for you or your partner, I don't know, your dad, your brother, if you have a weird family like that, you want to get them things for their, for their nether re- regions, um, everyone's going to enjoy it. And I'm just going to take them on the airplane when I fly to St. Croix next week and wipe off my seat with them because who wouldn't find that hilarious to find somebody using ball wipes to cleanse uh, cleanse their travel space. So guys, make sure to use my code NPHscaped20 to get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Be the ballsiest gift giver ever this year with Manscaped. Check out the episode. Future role models, but you get to meet them now. Natasha Pearl Hansen is about to put it down. You will look up to them one day too. So for now, hear about all the things that they do. Yeah, future role models, uh. Yeah, future role models, uh. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Are we going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Future Role Model episode. 166, I think it is. Is that really it? Uh, or 130? I don't even know what I don't know what episode it is Gotta now. Got to be able to count. 136. Maybe it's 136, 137. But anyway, back here with Jake Snell, who I was just with four weeks ago, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like I haven't seen you since then, but I have. You've seen me. I've seen you quite a bit. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how real you keep it with your uh, with your audience, but we have been spending some time together, <laughs> you and I. Yes, we have. Uh, quarantining together in in preparation for our our trip, trip to Saint Croix. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was about it was four weeks ago uh, on election day that we did the last episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we've been hanging out pretty much like every day since then. We've hung out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Jake has spent every weekend at my parents' house with uh, with me the last four weekends in a row. Four weekends in a row. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Honestly, uh, they're great. Like I've I've had a really good time with your yeah. family. They're really sweet. Yeah, the families. Everybody knows that families are nuanced and uh, have a lot of you know things. Yeah. Well, I like the uh, opportunity to do something for someone too yeah and like getting to cook all the time at you at cook house and you add good stuff. energy it's been fun yeah. they've been really sweet your, <laughs> your mom just gives me shit <laughs> <laughs> carmen is uh carmen hansen shout out to carmen hansen Couple she's a very nice lady this summer we did two episodes back to back and she is quite the giver of uh of goods her love language is for sure gifts mm-hmm She's mm-hmm. a gifting person. She's a gifting person. She doesn't get shit in return, which I feel terrible about. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know? It's always it's always those people that give a lot of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we've been quarantining in preparation for St. Croix. We're leaving in a week. A week? A week. Is it Wednesday? Well, it's early Wednesday. Okay. We leave, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. really so fucking like early. So this episode actually times. drops a day late. I also, to my listeners, the only two days that I've dropped a day late have been with Jake. <laughs> and that is <laughs> not a reflection of Jake Snell. You know. Um, enterprise? <laughs> we get carried away on Taco Tuesday here. And uh, we just, uh, you know, we make priorities. So, but the thing with traveling to St. Croix or a lot of places outside of the States right now is you have to test negative before going Mm -hmm. so we've been extremely careful not that we were like stupid beforehand no but we have not seen really anybody no for (laughs) weeks i mean that's why i've gone to your house so much avoiding my own house yeah (laughs) yeah that's a a strange i mean at least we're back at your house now obviously yes and uh does it just at least feel good to be back in your own space for a second uh yeah Obviously, it's it's good. I mean, <laughs> I, I uh, designed this place for a reason, the way that it is, so that mm-hmm. I can work here. You have a good flow. It's a good it's a good workflow. I like being around, working, you know, from home, mm-hmm. and uh, little studio setup, and 
got the stuff in my room. I can I can do yoga wherever. I can. Yeah, lots of space. It's nice. Just for two guys, this is a pretty nice little spot. Yeah, you guys you guys got a good thing going on. And now I have these big ass plants that your mom gave. I me. know my mom did pawned off on him. I mean that in a nice way. But of course, right. she definitely she was like, I do was not like, want do you want these, these giant <laughs> plants that I'm sick of taking care of? It's like she created like a giant fat baby and was like, this is too much baby to take care of. <laughs> too much <of> baby. <laughs> hey, do you want some of my baby? <laughs> just like can you that. just take it? I just overfed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these are definitely you now you're a caretaker of things that are alive. Yes, uh, we'll we'll do a good job. We'll make sure they get lots of sunlight, and they'll stay very happy. And when they wilt, we'll flower them or uh, spread their ashes what? across <laughs> Madison. <laughs> that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> no, no. When they wilt, I guess that's when they want water. So we'll water them, and they're supposed to flower right. soon. So that's that's cute. One's in your car. One is still in my car. Yeah. You didn't have to, like, expose me like that. but <laughs> <laughs> No, and I asked you earlier if that was, like, a good carpool tactic. Like, yeah. if you can have a plant in I your I have car. another living thing that requires my uh, sustenance. I'm actually going to claim it as independent on my taxes next year. The plant? Yes. All my plants <laughs> are getting claimed <laughs> as dependents. I have seven children. I can write off my water bill <laughs> and some of my groceries and stuff. You get extra back taxes. So I do compost, you know, mm. throw that in the soil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's called, yeah, yeah, recycling. Maybe you can make a 501c3 out of that. I bet someone listening was just like, you know, you could probably do that. <laughs> yeah, there's always a way to. There's always ideas. Yeah. You had a you had an interesting week this week. Is it too soon to go into that? Too which which part of it? Well, you you just launched a fundraiser for Madison Comedy Week oh yesterday. Yeah. Yes, I did. So by the time this oh comes out, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we're not going to use any names because we're adults. Um, but yeah, I I. Launched a fundraiser for Madison Comedy Week, which is a festival uh, that I run in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, along with a handful of other lovely producers. <coughs> it would have been our third year. We had to cancel this year. We initially postponed, but then we decided that we didn't want to have some like bullshit virtual event. Not mm. that they're all bullshit. It's just I couldn't do it to the level that I would want it to be done yeah the whole point is the community like our festival was eight days uh 90 comedians and so and it's fun and vibrant because madison's a fun supportive like raucous city it's so much fun it's in the middle of summer like we had kyle canane and marina franklin at the last one they had a blast they you know they talked about it on their podcasts Mm -hmm. and uh one of the interesting things well because we have comedy on stage here so we have two nights there also so we get to kind of get a lot of the festival comedians and in at that club yeah uh, to just do you know showcase spots and and all that stuff and then we actually end up paying all of the performers like all of the money that the shows make goes directly to the performers to all the comedians which isn't you know and we have we have things to cover our our costs but we don't really make any money on it it's it's literally like we have an LLC to serve as a checking account so that if we have to pay people out of that because the show didn't make enough money, we can subsidize what they right. should be making. It's a, it's a festival know. for comedians by comedians, yeah, which like are by merch and the best like run that. festivals for the most part. Yeah. Well, there's the inherent stigma associated with comedy festivals because, you know, like you have to pay to submit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a $5 submission for like most for like 20 30 yeah well our first year was free to submit Mm -hmm. but then we realized we should make it cost something because otherwise you're gonna have to go through like 300 submissions and you owe it to everybody who submits to go through their clip like that's the right thing to do yeah um and so we we do that and we have like you know i have a bunch of local comics uh whose opinions i value help me weigh in so I don't have to make all of these decisions on my own. Um, so it's a really democratic, collaborative process, and we've had, like, the first two festivals were unbelievably fun. Like mm-hmm. We had a bunch of new concept shows that people would just write, and, like, we would cast it with people from people who show interest, you know, who are in the festival, and 
just like we really pulled off just like a bunch of really cool stuff um and how many years has it been running for we got to do two we didn't get to do the third one this year ah okay so 2018 19 and it's that good after only two years i didn't realize yeah. it was only two well, years because we, we have like we have some people who just directly sponsor like show series so mm-hmm. like and honestly like we don't even so like because we had uh kyle can marina franklin yeah for example um there's a another festival series that goes on that we partnered with. I got asked to book it for them, and I was like, got asked to do this other festival idea, and so I kind of combined them into Madison Comedy Week, and we made that. So uh, yeah. really, like our main event series where we get you know the bigger name headliners, that's in conjunction with a local partner that asked me to uh, book it for mm-hmm. him because he knows that i have a good i've been you know booking shows producing shows and, and stuff you know like that. everybody in the scene and I've got an ear to the ground i've got a pulse on the you know certain um s- the the status and perception of, of certain comedians you know what i mean like th- are people really gonna like this person in madison are mm-hmm. people really gonna vibe with them I- are they a good fit for the madison public and marina franklin and kyle canane were were really great we had mm-hmm. mary mack and tim harms in their first year so it's all gone off without a hitch. Um, but so we have, you know, those kinds of things that make this like a really legitimate thing. And then we can afford to pay all the other comedians based on just whatever door yeah. you get. Right. Which is really cool. I mean, I've been a part of a lot of festivals. I've been a producer, a big, you know, on one of the big comedy festivals in the country. And even that one, d- you know, there's a lot of perks that come with it. You get a lot of exposure. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of freebies, hotels covered, all that type of stuff. But, like, you still have to pay for your flights. Nobody gets paid, that kind of stuff. And yeah. so you're you're really unique in that way. And, and that was the goal right. right away. Because, like, when I started producing shows, like, five years ago in Madison, there was no really – there was no social dynamic in place where people were expected to get paid for shows. Mm-hmm. So I would just negotiate. I had a little bit of, you know, business savvy from being a musician and knowing that they pay bands a decent amount of money to be in places, even if they don't really bring that many people. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I know a lot of really good comedians who deserve to get paid for their work. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think of myself as one of them at the time. Right. But I knew people that were just a lot better. Like I was like, I can use my skills as an event producer and negotiating yeah and mm-hmm. negotiating and like making relationships with venues and people and the community integration sort of part of it where we can make it like a normal thing where like you get a couple hundred bucks from a venue to do a show and you give it to the five comedians on the show and you know and that sort of grew and that kind of mm-hmm. just became the norm around here and everyone started to pop off and do all these really great showcases and so that was like well now we have a thriving improv scene. We have a bunch of independent stand-up shows. We have the club, have which is obviously amazing. One of the best clubs in the country. Right. Yeah. And like, so we, we just like, people just took it and ran with it so much that we just had a scene out of nowhere that was just really vibrant. So it, the whole idea was like, let's encapsulate this and show every little corner of the scene mm-hmm. in the best light possible and just combine it all into one big ass week and Madison's cool. big ass comedy week. <laughs> that could have been your new <laughs> domain name. <laughs> domain yeah, name. we we uh, <laughs> we botched that process. We got our domain name stolen because we waited too long. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> what we did this year, we you know obviously we took submissions. There was like a big uh, a long amount of time where it was five dollars, then it switched to ten dollars, like for like the last month or something. Yeah. Like that. When did submissions open? Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was open for a couple months. Yeah. I think it was like the start of the start year. Start of the year. And then we started looking at it in early March. Yeah. So I think it was like January, February. Before the world broke. It was like right at the new year. So it was like January probably was like $5. February was like $10 or something. Yeah. Like an early bird thing just to like get people like. Yeah. Hey, sense. if you want to submit, it's only five bucks. Mm-hmm. And we really, again, it's like more symbolic because you just want people to have. Like well, I'm be not going to pay natural to do this. vetting process. Well, yeah. Well, right. anyone thinks that they just have this entitlement. Like, and some people are really good a year in, you know, but people just feel entitled to stage time yeah. and all this stuff. And so any, anyone and everyone can 
submit, which is one of the most most beautiful things about stand up that there's such a low barrier to entry. But also it just it it floods the process. That's why you sit through open mics mm-hmm. where like people aren't really working that hard on stuff and like whatever, right? Like everyone's gonna work uh and do their their thing the way they Differently, do it. Differently, yeah. Um yeah, and when you get the submission funds, it's like that barely covers anything really when it's as low as we do. Mm-hmm. So this guy was like, as as soon as I was like, hey, you can donate, because what we did was I had a few contracts in place with people we were supposed to have headline, and how contracts work with headliners, you give them half up front when you sign the contract, and then you give them half when they do the show. We had every right to say, hey, we're not going to be able to do the show. We need our upfront money back mm-hmm. but we didn't do that because it was like everyone was losing and like i'm a comedian i was a you know like working comic for the last few years right. like to the point where like i understand that when these things like i was hit hard but yeah everybody was right for like sure. and so i understand and that every like festival canceled and they're going to get all their contracts taken away. Yeah. No clubs are going to be paying them for, you know, anything mm-hmm. that they had scheduled in May or whatever the hell they had. So we were just like, yeah, we can we can let go of that. And I'm sure you know, for a while we were like, okay, we'll push it back to August instead of June. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, oh, we'll make the money back later on. Yeah, everybody thought we'd be done with this like two extra months. But we didn't. So I asked for donations just so I don't have to personally eat that cost, which is significant. Mm-hmm. Because I've done that in the years past, too. Like, I don't make any real money off this at all. And I have actually dumped a lot of my own money into it. Yeah, yeah. you told me numbers and I get it. Yeah. I've seen And so this guy, <laughs> it was just like, I considered the submission fee a donation. And it's like, obviously, dude, you submitted to the festival. I'm not asking for your money. I'm putting a fundraiser out there in case anyone really had a good time at the festival. Appreciated that a lot of our shows are free or $5. Like, Got to see Kyle Kinane for free. Yep. For free, right? Yeah, it's not like you're going to comics and being like, hey, you guys should I wasn't donate. trying it's to like monetize comedians. No, again, no, you know, no. Like, that's not the point. Um, I, Like, a couple comedians have, have donated, but it's like if you're in a good position to do that and they feel good about it, because, and literally all the comedians that donated did the fest and got paid. Yeah. Also. Well, <laughs> so and it's, it's, it's like almost like you're you're taking this thing and going to Madison Public and saying, hey, do you appreciate having this around? Do you want this to stick around? Mm-hmm. Would you guys be willing to kind of pitch in wherever you can, if, if not financially, just share it to somebody that may or right. whatever. That's the thing. I, I like posted it in the scene page. Like, hey, I don't want your money. Like, you guys are comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to, like, get money from comics. Um, I ate a lot of the cost. This is, like, exactly what happened. And... You know, if you know some people who are comedy fans around, which I'm sure some of you do, and some of them have definitely gone to Madison Comedy Week and, you know, definitely yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if people could throw us five, ten bucks here and there. And that was cool. And then this guy reached well, out to me and I defend myself. Yeah, you had to defend yourself. Uh, preface this with the fact that I'd watched Jake, like, spend a lot of time and effort on it. You made it. You made a, a catchy song. You edited a video. I mean, it, you know, those things take a lot of time and energy to the do. Song's fun. The song's <laughs> really fun, and uh, we'll insert it at some point here. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is really good, and so people don't realize that it takes like days to even just make a promo yeah. and set up stuff. Well, and and that's so the thing. It's just like <coughs> I was just trying to like not have to already be sad of not being able to have the festival which does a lot for a lot like the scene in the public and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff and like i feel really good about it i was already sad about all that i don't want to also like not be able to you know like wipe my hands of like the a lot of money that i had to (laughs) jump into it when i also lost all my touring, all my all the income gigs, for the year. all my yeah. club weekends, all, you know, my actual, like, job that I had gotten through stand-up working uh-huh. for a startup. Like, so, I mean, I lost everything. I'm still <laughs> fine, but I don't want to have to just, that. I don't want to have to just, like, directly pay uh, d- a lot of money to, if I can, if I can avoid that, right? And yeah. it's, like, the specific one thing. If I make that amount, fundraiser's over. If I don't, whatever. I didn't lose <laughs> as much as I thought, right? Yeah. And this guy fucking drags me. He just, like, wants to make... He thinks he's, like, sticking it to the man. I'm like, dude, I'm one fucking guy, like, 
pretty much solo financing this festival that pays 90 comedians in eight days and has 25 shows in one of the and best runs fucking it really comedy. seamlessly because i i did a couple of the yeah, shows did, last year last and it was year. just done it was done really well what the thing to not do is be be a new comedian a year in and shit on somebody that you really don't know anything about it's yeah, just the I worst even, choice you i don't can even make. know the, the guy <laughs> i guess i had some mutual friends who like jumped in and whatever but i was just like not really interested yeah i i gave him too much of my time because i was when someone misunderstands my intention behind something um which can really easily happen when it's a comedy festival because people have these horrible relationships with comedy festivals and yeah like there are festivals out there that make a lot of money on the backs of comedians so and there's festivals out there with like yeah. 60 dollar fucking like submission fees that take like t- less than 10 percent of the people that submit like yeah you know and there's definitely an ethical concern and i understand what industry i'm in where people are going to be skeptical of anyone doing literally anything mm-hmm. um so but if you can't even support the good ones like the people who are like really doing something that's it benefits me to to do it obviously because i'm like a guy who runs a festival but i'm not sitting there milking every little well and it's not just you it's a team of people it's not like you're just oh you yeah. are madison comedy cynthia week. cynthia actually uh founded it cynthia marie a, a local madison comic who came here from philly she actually founded it and does like a, a shitload of stuff mm-hmm. you know for the festival like even when like i was just sort of trucking along just trying to get everything done she was still like yeah like literally let me know whatever you need yeah you know like there's so many i mean i can name so many people right now yeah but the thing about it that was funny is that this guy's like shitting on me in a in like a comment thread post my picture and like the name of the festival and then all these just random fucking comedians start weighing in and people are just like it's not even just like oh what a dick it's like this guy's a total fucking douchebag, piece of shit, ass, <laughs> fuck, idiot, dumb, fuck, it's scam artist. Has, like, like crazy. I'm like, dude, I gave people money, money that the festival didn't even make yet. Yeah. Like, I've paid all the comedians. Festivals don't do that. I mean, I don't need to sit here and qualify myself mm-hmm. because it's just so far off. But I sat there and I fucking qualified myself. Yeah. And then it's just like what I'm just fueling the fire of someone who just wants to be like some fucking like, hey, I'm taking down the big the comedy. The big comedy festival. And you're like, uh, like the two-year run we're Madison comedy festival. a medium fest in a medium market who like, <laughs> you know, owes fucking. You're like, we're not Target, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're like the mom pa shop. That only sells <laughs> greeting cards. Like <laughs> <laughs> The very b- yeah, the very niche grading. Sh- yeah, well, that got into a long spiel. But uh, if you do want to donate, it's uh, madisoncomedyweek.net. Madisoncomedyweek.net because their other site got hacked. <laughs> I don't like to even think about it in such a negative <laughs> way, too, because, um, like the whole the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I should be able to just like be like, hey, help us out. I lost a yeah, we lost money. Like, yeah, help us out. We have a great community. We have people that have loved our event. That it just has to be yeah. positive. It's just that when someone just started shitting on me with negativity sure. and I was just seeing random motherfuckers who never like, met what me. Do I? Well, and that's the thing too, is like with comedians, like you who are you what end are you serving to like be a shitty person? You're and just not, not even like the scene negative. And I understand there's like nefarious shit that goes on out there, so it's easy to be skeptical. And I even told the guy, I was like, I understand your point. We did keep the submission money, but also that's less than a thousand dollars, and everyone's submission is still valid for as soon as we're able to have the festival. Right. Like we told everyone, like you will just get like we're using the submission. Or if you really want, if your you really want to opt back, out, well, I end up giving the guys fucking you did five dollars back. back. <laughs> I was like, dude, you can have your five dollars back. I don't want you anywhere near me. Like, <laughs> it's really okay. It's so funny to it's cause that much like deal. strife over five bucks. I mean, That's you know. And the principle for me is like I don't want to be thought of as this bad guy because I really try hard to be the opposite. And I understand the position of scrutiny you're in when you do anything in comedy. Yeah. So I'm sensitive about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's like anyone who's like really met. I don't think there's a single person who's met me in the comedy industry who's like what a piece genuinely got to read that I'm some piece of shit. Right. You know, I wouldn't like have hung out with you for a month straight if you were a piece of shit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that. W- <laughs> I yeah, I don't think so. You might have. 
Maybe maybe, maybe when if I, was I had some cool tattoos. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> if I was twenty three and you had cool <laughs> tattoos and you were homeless on a beach, that would have happened. Oh yeah, you really I did, did that. do that. Oh, speaking of uh, homeless <laughs> on a beach, because um, Virgin Islands guy, mm-hmm. is that what you're, that's what you're referencing. Yeah. For those who uh, we're going, we're going there. Let's yeah. Let's talk about that. That's positive. Let's, uh, no, that is really positive. Although I'm I guarantee people are gonna try to shit on me and say that. You know, I'm using their fundraiser money for fucking uh, trips, even though I'm he's literally not. being hired. Literally, to be he's there. not. I go. So this will be my fifth year going to St. Croix. How it started actually was kind of like the similar thing that you were talking about. Your realization with bands and how there's money from venues to pay bands. Mm-hmm. When my best friend from Chicago moved to St. Croix like six or seven years ago, she was like, "There's no comedy here. You should come do some shows or something." And I was like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And I just yeah. started c- c- fucking cold calling venues in St. Croix. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that on an island, you really don't need like a tour. You don't need like seven shows in seven nights. You need yeah, the crowd's you gonna need, see like, you like one, one or two good yeah. show. So I had set up a tour in St. Thomas at two venues, St. John at a venue, and then in St. Croix at five venues. Mm. So we bounced between islands. Um, and Too much? <laughs> huh? Was it too much? Way too much. Yeah. Way too much. And there's parts of an island, too. Like, islands are really interesting because... Well, there's water on every side. I mean, There's on. water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fascinating. <laughs> uh, but people there that, like are from the states it's kind of like that expat mentality mm. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's locals that have literally never left so they're crusians or they're like from the island like okay. in St. Croix they're called crusians cool so you're there's a big disparity between those mentalities it's mm. almost like small town versus like world traveled and decided so on living like on an island the tourist industry and then Correct. The, like, locals. There's a local slash tourist industry, and then there's like the there's locals that ever left. Just hiding out after like a really fucked up life for too. For sure. Like, like some. Because things I don't, don't want to really say refugees, because I mean more like vagabond, like yes. former criminals. Well, that's like what my ex was. Like identity. Yeah. Th- like oh really? Yeah. Ki- oh, yeah. Shit. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, y- you don't know because the, like, th- it's still the U.S., but it's U.S territory so some stuff just doesn't transfer yeah i want to meet a motherfucker with some stories so like that's why a lot of people go there to do a fresh start kind of thing it doesn't mean they're all criminals or anything like that it just means that like some people go there to hide in and blend in with the culture and like start fresh so but what we did um i i went with another girlfriend five or six years ago it was 2015 and the two of us were co-headlining, but I told you back at that point, I only had like a half hour of material that was like usable. And so did she. So we could like, yeah, it was like what last barely year? fill an hour. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel now though. Now that I have a special coming out, I'm like, I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. start fully fresh again and we haven't been able to write much in quarantine. So it's going to be like pretty interesting to see what comes out of my body. But we, um, we just did way too many shows, but what we set it up like was like, I called the venue and was like, how much do you pay a band? All right, there's two of us and we can only play for an hour. So will you pay us 50-50 of an hour's worth of performing for each? And so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And then after two more years of going by myself and just doing a free show, then I was like, cool, I've got enough of like a, a ground to walk on to mm-hmm. actually sell mm-hmm. tickets here. So last year was a really good year. Um, obviously, this year we can't like sell the same way because of COVID. Right. Nobody can be like packed in. I sold standing room only last year. Mm-hmm. But yes, Jake is Jake is being taken care of by the island, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. from any festival, anything. <laughs> Just to clarify. Well, now that you say it like that, <laughs> I feel like it's I I seem like the guy <laughs> like the criminal who's <laughs> going to fucking St. Croix to hide out. Um, yeah, and I, but I'm just excited because, you know. No, I'm excited because, like, you and I mm-hmm. were planning on, you know, hitting the road in 2020. I know. Doing some things on the road. We were. And that couldn't happen. Yeah. And, like, a lot, I mean, obviously a lot of things couldn't happen. And this, I feel like, at the end of the year, um, it's just a good little consolation of, like, like, think about all the shit 
that you lost. Yep. And we get to go. We've hang been out indoors. There we, we haven't been able to like go somewhere outside of the I States. mean everyone, right? But like entertainers is well yeah. Especially just and not like we lost I mean uh, people people lost family, people lost their, their business, people oh lost yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But we I mean we also lost uh, a way of life. And we lost That's a way of I life mean. that was a privilege to begin with. Yep. Um, that now we're all realizing was a privilege. But it sucks. Mm-hmm. It does suck. That's for sure. Yeah. So this so will be a nice little consolation on 2020. It'll be a good, like, it'll be Unless satiating Unless I get fucking malaria and die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think the mosquitoes have malaria these days. Zika, maybe. There might be some of those floating around. Okay. I'll just bring some <laughs> good old-fashioned deet from Wisconsin. The worst thing... Which I figured out how to combat, so we'll be okay. Sandflies. Sandflies. At dusk, um, these like fl- no like flies come out of the sand and they bite you with like acid bites, and it's uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's horrible for like twenty minutes, but they get you like crazy. I don't know what blood type I have, but everything eats me alive. I'm so just gonna be fucking googling sand flies <laughs> the next week you're coming to the island with some expertise behind you because i've been there and done all the wrong things yeah 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 like what do you find a homeless person and date them exactly for a couple years. exactly that was on st thomas so everybody knows that knows the islands that knows st thomas a little bit more wily okay than st croix yeah i never trusted a motherfucker named thomas no <laughs> i met and i met this guy in a parking lot bar it's a bar that like a shack uh, in the middle of a parking let's lot just called Duffy's Love Shack. Let's, let's not reminisce. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay. That's totally okay. <laughs> what do you want to know about I just, St. Croix? I think of you very highly. I don't want like... Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was, it you've was told me over the a decade entire ago, story, 12 years you know, ago. But so. it's like, well, I know the whole story. I don't think the world... People have heard parts People of are literally going to comment now and yeah. be like, No, we wanted so to hear more. Full story, definitely. <laughs> Fuck what Jake was talking about. I did it. Uh, I told that story actually a year and a half ago on um, Screwed Up Stories. Mm. So if you guys want to Google Screwed Up Stories, it doesn't exist anymore. But the whole full story is there. It's still out there. Mm-hmm. Still out there. Yeah. What are you most excited about for St. Croix? I've given you like little nuggets of things well, to we've look been, forward to. We've been so careful. Like yeah. one, I'm I'm really excited to like perform in a space where um no one knows me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I kinda like that like just ab- ability to like experiment and I can try out new stuff and um you know, like when you're when you're only doing stand like I did the last weekend I did was at Laughing Tap in Milwaukee. Um, when was in that? October. And then I did another show that weekend through milwaukee comedy mm-hmm. uh, i've done some stuff just like kind of I, I did like a one-off headlining show at a place that, that i used to headline that just wanted me back so i brought my good friend nina davis um mm-hmm. and who i've met and she's fabulous she's great she's so funny and, yeah. and cool and she's like perfect to travel with because you just get into these great perspective changing conversations yeah um and we actually have a podcast together, together called better feels what up it's gonna yeah. come out soon uh yeah soon um but i don't know i'm I'm excited to do stand-up and i'm excited to just kind of venture out like you know you have your your like reliable bits mm-hmm. or whatever but they can kind of lose their luster for you um like they're not that exciting to perform because it's just like a recital of yeah like this thing you know works yeah um I'm excited that they w- won't have heard those, so it can kind of yeah. have this new life. But also, like, to try new stuff within all of that, that is exciting for me. Because, like, the way I look at it is, like, I always try to throw something new in every show. Even when, like, I'm doing show after show after show. I want something to be new. Because I need the little bit of anxiety that comes from, like, wondering if something's going to work. Yep. Because then that's how you get... That's how you get that high, that like rewarding. That's what makes it fun for me. Is well like being like, oh, and it gives you, it makes you say the joke with the right energy because you know it's like, I still don't know if this thing works. So I'm just going to so you give have it to put everything into it. Right. Yeah. The, like the correct thing. You know? and, and that's why I a lot of times go with something like I'm a big, I'm a big advocate personally for writing on stage. Like, mm-hmm, I could sit mm-hmm. all day and try to think of what I think will be funny, 
but a lot of times a premise and then like a point of view is what I'll come up with. And then in the moment, I will just kind of rely on my instincts to bust it out. Yeah. I mean, when I, <laughs> a, a closer that you haven't seen yet, I wrote actually about, it's like totally shitting on babies, but oh. um, well, not. <laughs> oh, no, I've seen <laughs> the that physical one. act. Have you? The one where you, you accidentally put your, where you like. No, no, no. No, no, no. Totally oh, different thing. Okay. Um, like a year ago, I had just gotten back from St. Croix and from doing the, the recording here and uh, was in L.A. Um, actually on Mushrooms it with a couple friends. And we were just like ripping on babies for a while. And Man, it was babe, you know, who's fu- you know who fucking <laughs> sucks. This is this is L.A. Exactly this is Natasha <laughs> and her L.A. friends on Mushrooms. Hey, you know what fucking sucks, dude? Babies, babies dude. <laughs> They're so fucking stupid and incapable of, like, regular person stuff. And, like, they would never be chill. They would never vibe. They'd all be like, oh, I fucking need something right now. That's my <laughs> impression of you and your friends high on mushrooms in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Right, we, sorry, I continue. mean, but we did, like, we did that. I mean, it, not like that. It was pretty. F- the reason it was so funny is because it was super matter of fact. Like, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, babies can't do this. And, like, we were just, like, chatting about <laughs> babies in, like, a rip session. And I was crying so fucking hard and I had my show, my re- my Vegas residency at that point. So the next week uh, I went to Vegas and just like ad-libbed the whole thing. And it mm-hmm. ended up being like an eight minute bit that like is my favorite bit of all time. And it's like ends on a base around St. Croix. You're telling me your favorite bit of all time is your own? <laughs> my favorite bit of my own. <laughs> not my favorite <laughs> bit of all time. Let me clarify. I'm not... Uh, I'm no well, I'm excited God. to hear it. Um, <laughs> what is what is your favorite bit of all time? Ooh, I know it's a loaded question. It's yeah, kind of that like is impossible. a loaded question. But like, what's what's a good one that comes to mind? My f- one that comes to mind is Bill Burr with the CDs and uh, the DVD moms when he's ripping on moms. Oh, like, oh okay. Moms have You're it a so hard. You have to I see. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> you got to send the toddlers to bed on some sort of trumped up charges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Acting like you're pinning over. <laughs> it's so hard putting it deep. I don't know oh, how you, it's like I can't. The hardest job in the I world. never want to mimic bet. other comics or try to like verbatim because I try mm. to just enjoy their comedy for what it is. Yeah, yeah. But that was that's one of my favorite bits. And then like almost anything of Mitch Hedberg's ever. Oh yeah. I loved Mitch Hedberg. Oh, that's fine. I don't know if I should say what I was gonna say, but when the uh when the radio I did a radio interview this morning when they, when they asked me in the pre-interview, like if I was single, I was like, I don't have a girlfriend. I just know someone who would be really upset if they heard me say that. <laughs> did, did you <laughs> actually say total, that? I didn't say that on the radio, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I said that to <laughs> Jackson, who is a comedian. So yeah. he like got it right away that it was yeah. a Mitch Hedberg joke too. Yeah. Um, Genius. Yeah. It was just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do you guys want to know if I'm single? They like uh, they like knowing that there's hot dudes out there that are also like fucking cool. <laughs> this morning I did a uh, radio interview and the the lady Steph on Q106 here in Madison, uh, she's like I don't want to be creepy but like you're a hot guy. <laughs> 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 How's dating in quarantine? <laughs> she's got that real high energy. And you had just her. like woken up and you were like oh. Uh, you yeah. sounded good on the radio, but you were self-conscious about I it. I did it not sound funny. good on the radio. <laughs> I was up for maybe 30 seconds before I was live on the radio. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you wish you would have said on the radio that you didn't say? <laughs> What's your – do your radio voice, your ideal radio voice. My ideal radio uh-huh. voice? What's the station called? Q7540. Don't use Q because <laughs> – we just said Q. So oh, shit. Say Z109.7. Hey there, you're listening to Z109.7, the lay of the land. Uh, we're here with Natasha Pearl Hansen, comedian in audience. Natasha, say hi. Hi, I have a mouthful of tequila. Do you know what city you're in? I am in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, I didn't. God, I thought we were going to be somewhere else. Like oh, shit. Is that f- that was, I, I, you know, I don't. That's the radio show. I yeah, just that is. A ra- well, that's an announcer that's voice. Just the radio you, you were being like a cool comedian on the other side of that <laughs> voice. Like you could play both sides. I do like doing random voiceovers to things that, like, if I hear a song, I'll just start. You did it like an instrumental song. at my parents' house for like oh, yeah. twenty minutes, and it, I wish I would have recorded it because it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, maybe we'll just do a uh, 
podcast uh, future role models of episode just where just, <laughs> just you doing voiceovers. Oh, you know what? Ad-libbed? We didn't. You know what we didn't talk about what the song. Well, we have time to talk about the song. Oh, that's right. You mean my new song? Your new song. My new song? Your new song. Jake makes music for everything. But now it sounds like I just brought this to a screeching no, halt. No, no, no. Like, hey, look what I can do. <laughs> look what you like can do. Stuart from Magic. No, but, but please weigh in on the new amazing song that we have. By it'll, the way. It'll be attached to this episode, right? It'll be on oh, the front so of the this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The song that I've had for the last uh, f- two and a half years was, and actually when I launched this podcast in 2006, Seven, no, 2018. It was right before I left for St. Croix on one of my trips. So oh. there's all sorts of full circle shit with this island. <laughs> but my song at the beginning of my podcast has been a royalty free YouTube find all this time. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know it off. It's just hand. kind of like <laughs> that's a terrible. Sounded like someone that mattress song. Like, yeah, I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> Or like that square dance song from Eminem back from the Eminem show. See, I don't, I can't, I can't follow a lot of Eminem references because, like, throughout my life, I just knew I couldn't be that white dude who's like obsessed with Eminem. So I just like avoid. You had to learn to rap on your own. I I respect Eminem. (laughs) I think he's great. Um, But yeah, you just can't. When you when you're a white kid growing up around black people, you just can't be the guy who's like, but Eminem though, right? Right. (laughs) Eminem though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most deaf is most definitely cool. Uh, however, have you seen this white person? He, he, he's real sick, though. His beats are, his flow. I would always get compared to, like, the 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 white people doing black shit. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would get compared to, to, to the M&Ms and the fucking, the white wide receivers. <laughs> and the fucking, <laughs> the Steve Nash, you know, the, the white guys <laughs> in the NBA and shit. Who did you listen to for hip-hop influences and rap? Oh, I mean... It you have cool taste in music. I I like a lot of uh you know hip hop R and B neo soul. That's kind of the stuff that I play, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the genre I studied most. Um, and so like, especially in my adult life when I started to perform as a musician, I really wanted to have a lane that like I could really because when you're just kind of a musician who tries out a lot of shit you get good at a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but i wanted to be like there to be a lane where i like i really know my shit and i really know what's out there mm-hmm. and what's not out there and and you know can conceivably try to contribute things to that lane while also respecting the origins of that lane yeah and and not Making being things your own well still. not being one of those guys who's like and this is like one of the things that I fucking hate most. There's, there'll be like these guys making these white dudes making TikTok beats and shit, like, and they'll it'll, they'll tag it like neo soul, and it's like some fucking smooth jazz guitar, and like a You're little. Like, understand genres, bro. It's <laughs> like it sounds like some like lo-fi shit, which is fine, and that's a whole vibe. But like, it's not what that genre is. There's like so many more. Yeah. Rooted in, like gospel and and jazz and honestly without like being so cut and dry about it like it's some really black shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and like you should really read up on that entire lineage of music before claiming to be contributing anything to that lane because i think that's fair it is worth it especially with neo soul one of first of all it's required if you're a white person stepping into a black genre um into well just and it's required because like one you're not gonna know your ass from a hole in the ground if you don't know for real your shit so you're definitely not going to be respected if you think you just invented some shit you know and like neo soul is such a patchwork of all these different genres that really have meant a lot and had their own individual times where they were like the the main genre of music that was being performed in all these circuits that are you know have really historical ramifications mm-hmm. and like there was the whole thing where like the fbi would fucking tail all these soul singers and i mean and this is a whole other podcast right but right. like there's a lot of like historical implications to like 
soul, gospel, hip hop, like blues, and all the the kind of places, their origins, the physical and the stories, places, yeah. and the physical communities, and how the you know, artists interact with one another, and yeah. how they cross genres. Right, and, and we and talked about some. Of the, you're you're teaching me a lot of things that I didn't know. I have a grandfather in jazz, but I don't know enough about neo soul or a lot of the R and B community. Yeah, I think people use neo soul as like a catch all because they it got popular over the last five years yeah. to where you can hear a lot of its influences in modern music, like especially with like uh, people who like, you know, have that kind of, so like an Anderson Pack or someone who's like blown up over the last four or five years yeah. to where it's like a household name. And a lot of his stuff is rooted in that same kind of music. It's like hip hop, it's neo soul, there's R&B tracks, there's like, you know, he'll have a song with fucking Smokey Robinson but then yeah. we'll also have some shit that Dr. Dre produced and like, you know, it's such a patchwork of all these different things um, that and, and it's gotten really popular and people want to definitely mimic that. But I think the much more worthwhile endeavor is to go, OK, this is all what's out there. What's not out there? You know, understanding all these things that are out there, what has not been contributed to this yet? That is a much more interesting area than going. Right. How can I make some something that just fits into this genre I wanna, that I, I don't want to make a beat about. like Jay Dilla, even though I don't even know how to play in time. So let alone playing out of time, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. okay, you can try to make a beat like Jay Dilla, but you're just gonna sound sloppy and derivative, and you should definitely think about the elements of shit that you like, and definitely use them. But cite your sources. Like, yeah. don't pretend like you know, like, if all that shit didn't exist, you would have just been like, yep, this is the type of music I play as a fucking independent person in a vacuum. Like, you know, that would have never happened in a million lifetimes for you. So cite your sources. Show your influences. Yep. And then you take this influence that you have and this passion you have for music, and then you do, like, cool kind of crossover mashup type things. Like, not just the the off the cuff or like freestyling but um with these songs that you make and like these mm. intros that you make for people and kind of like genre it up to what they want to it to feel like which is a cool way to cross over your love of music and your love for genre specific music yeah and the roots of it with comedy and i almost forgot that we started this conversation talking about me because i just went off on such a tangent <laughs> but <laughs> um but yeah well okay so and I've played in bands in, in all different kinds of, of bands mm -hmm. throughout the throughout the last like six, seven years. Um, so I have a lot of different experiences in, in different types of music and I'm a pretty versatile musician in that way. But I also have a little bit of a solo act where I kind of make shit up in front of people and I'll let them sort of like determine And you loop and you yeah. Yeah, and I well I let them determine kind of the vibe that it's gonna be in the topic and then I just like make a song and it's really fun and I do that before stand up shows so that People are already engaged and maybe even had a few big laughs before yeah. before the host goes up and it's silly and it's fun. And then I have an intro song for all of the comedians on the show, which is just a little groove with their name in it and some guitar and some bass and some. To make it like unique, give it a unique feel. Just a little, just a little groove, mm -hmm. just a little personal little walk up music. That mm -hmm. I, just, I just make based on the how I feel about the person. I just kind of figure. You made one like for whatever. me for Madison Comedy Week. Yeah, it was real chill. Right. It was like do it i mean it's a four-part song oh shit. Bass, I guess guitar you drums and vocals. <laughs> 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 make it with uh, your face jake i mean we i guess you could play it on your podcast probably yeah i, I could but we're part. already going to be playing a couple of things but yeah. it was like just smooth it was like and oh. i did that for years mm -hmm. um where i do the imp like the improv act and then have a an intro song for everyone like pre-prepared on my loop pedal and um people started asking me to do like intros for their podcasts and all that stuff. And I would do that just for friends to like give them a little bit of production value on the thing that they were trying to start. You know, a lot of those like podcasts never even got started because people always mm -hmm. want to, you know, start a project or whatever. Um, and I don't know, I got really good at making something with, creative direction from a person who wants that thing mm -hmm. and i've always sort of acted as like an artistic liaison between creatives and um because when you're working with creatives you, you it's 
it's hard to communicate sometimes because everyone's aware of like this ego thing yeah and getting exactly what you want out of a collaborative experience is really difficult so you have to be like a really expert communicator about that and yeah. i'm not saying i'm perfect but i'm i'm pretty damn good at that yeah you are um and so um i've gotten really good at taking creative direction from people and kind of meeting their needs with musical things mm-hmm. um like that's the group i'm in now with xander adam he writes songs and we write around the songs to bring all the right things out of the song yeah and kind of we but we just we leave it up to him if he, he like we he reserves the right to be like i don't like that yeah and we give him something else mm-hmm. and we don't take it personally you know that's kind of the move um because you want people to really feel in control of their own shit now the more experience you have with that the more often you provide your part and they go, fuck yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. But you are the kind, you, you got the amount of time to develop expertise in that area. So now you can provide some shit that I would, you, you enrich the situation that way. Um, and I like to do that with creatives. So one really cool thing is I've been stepping into the lane of just creating podcast intros for comedians. Because mm-hmm. they know a lot of them at this point. Hence my new one. I've made hundreds of intro songs for comedians just themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of people are familiar with that thing that I do and have been like, oh shit, that was cool. Like, you know, as they walk up on stage, like, I didn't know I was going to get one of those. Like the first time that they come to the show that I produce or whatever. Um, And then, yeah, people have started to hit me up to hire me for uh, podcast intros. And that has been pretty fun. I love doing that kind of work. And it's always good to like get direction because it sends me down a creative path that like i might not have entered by myself when you make it really like special to the person and what they're looking for and what the tone of the podcast is it's real custom Mm -hmm. i like to throw people in their own songs yeah so yeah like if they if they want to use their laugh on their podcast intro or like something like that you know or Mm -hmm. they want to sing on it or whatever like really the some simple some catchy so what we're saying is Jake is available for podcast intros and jingles. Yeah, I could do a jingle. You, uh, <laughs> fuck, man. I wish I would have recorded that the other day. We were just kind of pulling up some different people's, you know, intro beats on Fiverr, Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah. And you were just playing them and ad-libbing to them, like, these different commercials, different fake commercials. <laughs> and it was, I was fucking dying. It was... <laughs> One of these days, I'll catch you. I just chalked you. it up to we've been inside for a long time. Anything <laughs> I do is really funny at this point. <laughs> at this point, yeah, we have to get creative. Uh, we have to get creative. Are like you are you like totally sick of me yet? No. We're having a. I mean, this is. I mean, I feel like this has been a pretty naturally flowing podcast. For yeah. For two people who have spent all of their time together, I can't believe for we a still month. Have, yeah. We still have stuff to talk about. I know. Well, and that's what was funny too is when because we was a, like a month ago that we did the podcast for the first time. Yeah. And then we spent that entire next weekend together. And then the weekend after, I was at um, Startup Grind in Michigan for a couple days. But we ended up, like, on the phone every night for, like, three hours (laughs) while I was in Michigan. (laughs) Wait, why do you uh, And when you're not with me, we end up hanging out on the phone for, like, two or three hours. Uh, First of all... (laughs) Only sometimes. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of downtime. Yeah, a lot of downtime. Um, but at night. But also, we, I think we've you and I have uh, we found nice ways to work individually and together on things, which is yeah, been really cool. it's a cool flow. I think that's kind Just of the the. I see you as a as a thought partner in a in a lot of really cool ways. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Are you sick of me? <laughs> um. Kind of. I wouldn't say sick of you. I would say I'm finding out a lot about oh. you. Yeah. It sounds like I d- I am not excited about that, but it's it's been really cool to spend so much time with you. I'm not a shitty person. I'm just worried that you're going to get sick of me by next Tuesday, and then we're going to have to spend eight days together. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's a big island. And like travel <laughs> together <laughs> and like a flight. And yeah. Well... <laughs> I think we're doing all right so far. Yeah. Why do you spend so much time with me? 
I don't know. You're pretty cool. You know how many people have reached out and been like, "What's going on with that?" Yeah, what's going on with that? <laughs> what's, uh, what do you say? Uh, what's going on with that? <laughs> I I say I give them the the shrug emoji. Uh huh. You know, like the like. You actually showed me one, and you did do that. I did do that. <laughs> I use the shrug emoji a lot for things. Yeah. And some people don't know what it means. It's perfect for those kinds of situations. Yeah. Well, it's nice that people care uh, mm-hmm. about what I'm up to. Right. Yes, I chalk it up to that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say more? <laughs> it's your podcast. It is. No, I, I'm open on here. I've opened up about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean. But I not always know. my own personal stuff. I usually get people to talk more about their own shit. I think people can sort of. You know, it's tough to say more. Ass- assess for yourself, I'd and like we'll see where we are. I'd, l- I'd like <laughs> to know Croix. more myself. <laughs> well, while we're in St. Croix, we're gonna have to record a couple episodes, just like me and Rachel did on our Europe tour. We did like three episodes in a row while we were on tour together, and just talked about things like while we were touring, because a lot of funny shit happens when you're on trips. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm gonna have to record two while I'm there, and I'm not gonna do it with random or locals because I did do that live my last show yeah and uh, I told you about that and I want to find clips of it and put some of it up for people but if people aren't um, prepared to be on a podcast or good at speaking in public they're really terrible storytellers well also like I personally am gonna be cautious still with humans yes yeah human contact with human contact Mm -hmm. I mean we're coming back before the holidays um, I want to see my family. I haven't seen my family in a really long time. Yeah. I've seen your family yeah, every weekend. Yeah, seen like too much of my family. <laughs> I you was know with your family on my mom's 50th birthday. I know. But also she was like out doing shit. Well, she works at a at, uh, police station and she works at a bar. So Yeah, so you didn't feel comfortable It's like, well, she's just been like, you know, I, I to have to, well, I have to go to work. So she's safe and does what she can. And then you know yeah like she is already at the bar so it's like you know we can she kind of feels comfortable going to the bars i don't necessarily yeah like i mean i haven't been to a bar in a really long time yeah i've been to a bar like two times this year (laughs) oh god what uh yeah well bars like for two comedians who uh you know spent all (coughs) oh did you get a jalapeno yeah. I made really strong margaritas before this. Yeah, <laughs> FYI, my, throat my right mouth now. is on fire right now too. Well, for two comedians <laughs> who had spent all their time in bars and venues and shit, and now to be like, oh, I don't know. Now to be like, bar. hey, you want to get takeout at Panera? <laughs> <laughs> we got wings last night, and that was like pretty, pretty ballsy. That made me feel really nice. That was a really good time. Yeah, getting wings. That was really. We needed really a change, and so we had wings. Um, and a picnic in the basement. That's the first time we didn't cook. Yeah. While hanging out. Yeah, that's true. Well. So, uh, if want to, if you want to get to our heart, you can donate some money to Madison Comedy Week, <laughs> and we'll provide chicken <laughs> wings next year for all the comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I guess we should wrap this up. What do we want to say in closing? You know, I hope. <laughs> I hope everyone learned something today. Uh, I <laughs> wish I, I wish I had a little piano. I can just could play some little nuggets. And we had a lot of fun along the way. Uh huh. The real, the real fun was the friends we met, <laughs> and uh, the tension that we provided your audience. Oh yeah. I'm just. I'm sure I love leaving people, people tense, like just really tight buttholes. Well, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know if that uh, analogy uh, <laughs> applies <laughs> right now, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were pretty ambiguous there, but not really, huh? Yeah. You know. We know what's going on. I dig you. Yeah, I dig you too. Mm. So we'll see what happens, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Episode one hundred thirty-seven. Now, fuck that idiot. <laughs> don't go back and listen to <laughs> podcasts. <ago. laughs> Whatever. He met some homeless lady in St. Croix. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Ugh, that would be so... That Talk would be about just a taste of my own medicine. Right? That would be quite the day. She's just covered in weird fucking tattoos of tacos. 
That's that's where we'll leave it, folks. <laughs> the, well, I think now people know why I didn't want to reminisce. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, guys, if you forgot from the start of this episode, your code for your gifts for men and their balls for Manscaped, my sponsor for the holiday season is NPHscaped20. NPHscaped20 gives you 20% off all products plus free shipping. That's NPH stands for no yeah. pubic hairs. No pubic hairs. Yep. <laughs> Escaped 20. Yep. No pubic hairs. Escaped. You can also trim your nostril hairs too. I brought, speaking of, I brought ball wipes and ball deodorant if you want to try it and report on it in St. Croix. Bring it with to the island. It's really swampy there. <laughs> you can keep everything really fresh. <laughs> if somebody asks for hand sanitizer, we can just hand them a manscaped ball wipe. Uh I don't have any uh, Purell. This is technically for your nutsack, but it's going to do the same job. So <laughs> yeah. give it a fresh wipe. And you get to have <laughs> an additional advertising bonus right? to your sponsor, which mm-hmm. is honestly what this whole game's about. Manscaped, uh, if this goes well, would you like to sponsor our next trip to St. Croix? Thank you. Come again. Manscaped, if this goes well, would you like to have me write a song for you yes i'd love to write a. S- there's nothing more than i would love than to write a song about shaving pubic hairs oh my god i can meet with your creative why teams. don't we do that and just send it to them while we're in st croix well guys we're gonna write a song about pubic hairs i'm just gonna need Stay a quote because i want to spend a lot of time and do a really good job that's yeah. all <laughs> yeah well we'll have to do some practice it doesn't even have to be associated they can just be like <laughs> I fucking wrote it, you know. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them the tune, and they can do that. What Joe Exotic did, <laughs> just say that he's singing the songs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll Perfect. Be, I'll be your ghostwriter, Manscaped. Great. Speaking of, in I don't know. There's something about ghosts and bald pubes there, but we're running out of time. We are running out of time. I mean, we're not running out of time, but well, we're about to hit an hour exactly if we stop in like six seconds. Do you have anything closing remarks you want to say that are four seconds long? Love you. Bye. (laughs) Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.